Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast, Live Well Bipolar. You guys are listening to this episode. This one I'm recording today on July 29th, but you are not going to be hearing it until almost a month later. And the reason I wanted to record this episode for you guys is because at the end of every single month, that last Monday of the week, because I have new episodes every single Monday, I want to do a short solo one for you guys with a topic that's related to my life of how I've been able to live well bipolar and what I'm working on, what obstacles I've faced either in the past or right now, and really bring more of that to the focus because I like being able to have more of these conversations to still share my experiences with you guys and then also have all the other episodes with my guests sharing their stories and experiences as well. And as you can see from the title, this one is called Things I'm Giving Up On. And I wanted to really focus on the top five things that have come to my mind that I've either had to give up on since receiving my diagnosis and making a lot of changes in my life that have really, really helped me or things that I'm working on giving up right now in my life. And I want to give you an update on how that progress is going. So I'm just going to read them off for you first, and then I'll get into each one. So the first one is alcohol and how that really relates to the old me and parts of her that no longer serve me. Number two is saying yes to everything when I'm wanting to say no. Number three is not celebrating myself enough. So the fact that I've been able to get get married, find someone who supports me in my life and is a partner for me that I never, never thought that I would be able to get to. And then also celebrate the fact that I'm a published author. I speak openly about my story living with bipolar and have been able to help so many people either through their own experiences or the experiences of someone else they know. And then also having this podcast for over almost, yeah, over three years now. So being consistent with this and really releasing content that I know is helpful to other people and also myself as well. So celebrating that and then also celebrating myself for being able to have a job that I'm super, super excited about and hit a goal of mine, which is being able to make over six figures in a career setting that I never thought would be possible. I never thought there was no way that I could, first of all, stay consistent in a career field that I'm really passionate about or make something like that work just because of bad experiences that I've had in the past with jobs and very negative experiences, opening up about my mental health struggles, my past with that, and then really having really bad experiences. So being able to celebrate that and be proud of the accomplishments that I've been able to make and really being able to make a difference with where I'm at in my life and really apply that to have a more fulfilling future for myself and my future family. So that is number one. We did number one, number two, that is number three. And number four is finding peace in not always getting closure and trying to convince people to understand how they've hurt me. So that's number four. And number five is my expectations of others. So these are all things that I am giving up on or in the process of doing that. And I want to go start with the first one. So alcohol 
is something that when I think about myself before I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and really what I spent a majority of my time doing was trying to escape and run away from a lot of things in my past. And I would do that by masking a lot of those feelings or experiences with alcohol and partying and distracting myself and doing these things to try to make myself feel better in the moment instead of knowing how to address it. I didn't feel I had the tools to do that. I didn't even know what that looked like. So I spent a good majority of my life in my younger half of my life, starting probably probably anywhere from 18, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, really those five and even before that um, years of my life, heavily into just doing things that were destructive to my well-being and not prioritizing my mental health. And one of those was alcohol. So a lot of going out, like I said, mentioning and just really relying on that to make myself feel comfortable in some situations and feeling like it's almost a crutch or thing that I need to have. Not feeling that I have the ability in myself to say, no, I'm not. If I go out and other people are having drinks, I have to have one too. I can't you know, be left out because I feel like there's a very heavy societal expectation that we place on alcohol and how it's linked to helping us not feel as stressed or helping us you know, relax from a hard day or difficult thing that we're going through. Let's just have a drink or go out and do these different things. But for me, I found it to not be helpful. And it took me some time to realize that it took me a a long time to really understand that this is something that I no longer am wanting to have in my life. And I'm going through a period right now, actually, where I haven't even been searching for it, but I've been seeing every single time that I am online, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, or whatever, those are the main two places on social media that I am on. So seeing people that I know um, pop up and say, share their stories with sobriety. So I've seen probably like four or five people that I know say I'm celebrating five years of sobriety, three years, um, one year. And I also had an amazing guest on the podcast who shares his experience with sobriety. So I've been seeing a lot of these experiences coming up. And I feel like the reason I want to talk about it is because I, the old me, when I think about myself from anywhere from the ages of 18 to 22, I never would have envisioned myself ever even taking a break from alcohol or anything like that, because I feel like the thing with when you think about, I want to take a break from alcohol, you, what for me, the old me comes to mind is, Oh, you just want to be healthier. Or in my mind being not as educated on this topic, I would think, Oh, the only reason someone is taking a break from alcohol is if they either have really struggled with it and having a past with being either an alcoholic and admitting to that or not admitting to that, or they're either pregnant, trying to get pregnant. And that was all I would think of. I'm like, okay, when I see someone who's not drinking, either they've had a really hard problem with it in the past or they're pregnant. And that was coming from somebody who clearly didn't have the understanding of why people don't always jump at every single opportunity 
to have a drink. And that's something that I've been working on because for me, I started to notice that whenever I am having any kind of drinks with alcohol, just not feeling good inside my body, inside my mind, and really seeing those effects with obviously the hangovers and not having the motivation to do anything, not having the energy. So I've been having this conversation with a lot of friends lately about this and getting more insight into people's experiences with the decision to not drink alcohol and really being able to learn, oh, wow, you know, I would have never thought that someone willingly just chooses to not drink alcohol because they're just wanting to have a better quality of life and not because they're an alcoholic or something of that nature is what I used to think. So being able to have insight into people's experiences and really see the benefits that they've had has caused me to want to not drink and want to do things that are going to help me take care of myself, whether it's taking care of my body, taking care of my mind and really allowing me to feel the best so I can be the best for myself and then the people in my life around me. And then deciding that I have control over this and I'm not powerless. So that is something that I'm working on giving up right now in this moment. And today when I'm recording this, today is the 29th of June and I'm so far 16 days alcohol-free. So I've been tracking that and really just noticing how I'm feeling so far. And really the reason of why I'm doing this, why do I want to give up alcohol? Why do I want to do that? And for me, it's acknowledging the fact that I just want to feel better, not only healthier, but prioritize my mental health and my relationships, especially with having a bipolar diagnosis and wanting to take better care of myself. So that is the first one that I am working on giving up. And then number two is saying yes to everything when I'm wanting to say no. So in the past, when I would have someone shoot me a message or an email or whatever kind of communication it was, I would always just say, yes, I'll be there. Give me the details. And I would overpack my calendar and just feel very stressed, very overwhelmed, very burnt out. And today, Um, Over the past, I think I started to practice this instead of saying yes to everything. It's probably been a few years now at this point, but now I'm very good at having boundaries in this area because that's the thing is you are going to realize the people you have in your life who understand when you are not going to say yes to everything or say, Hey, we can schedule this at another point. You know, I'm going to have it on my to-do list or whatever it is. I... I like that as well. So when I, if I'm reaching out or whatever it is, right. If you're talking about, I want to record a podcast or if I'm going to be a guest on a show, or if I'm trying to organize like a lunch or dinner and someone is like, Oh, you know, I'm really packed this month or, you know, let's do it another time being understanding of that and appreciating the fact that this person, you know, first of all, knows how to set a boundary and seeing that in myself. So being able to do that and really recharge myself. So I have the energy to show up and be present when I do say yes to whatever opportunity there is. And that's what I decided to do as well. When I took the break from the podcast, when I had my wedding and I was moving and going on the honeymoon, I stopped saying yes to everything. You know, I had offers of, you know, did you want to go on this show or go to this event? And I would say no. And everyone was understanding of that. So that's something that I've been able to give up on is this expectation that I need to be present 
all of the time and am not able to say no to different things. So number three is not celebrating myself enough or at all like I used to. I got into this a little bit at the beginning of this episode, but one of the things that I'm very proud of myself for is being able to work hard and show that you can be successful and also at the same time, prioritize your mental health. And for me, hold a six-figure job at 28 and be able to do and maintain my responsibilities that I have in my life. Because I feel like sometimes you'll see online or different things that I've definitely seen of where bipolar is presented in a way, almost like it's very impossible to be successful in a job, career, whatever, because of all of the obstacles that are coming up with living with bipolar. And I've experienced that for myself in the past with so many different jobs and opportunities where I felt like that I would never find a job or career where I'd be able to stay long-term, where I'd be able to see a future at, where I would be able to make an impact at because I just thought it wasn't for me. Like I was like, this is just not the life that I was made to do. And it's really, it was really hard and frustrating, but really understanding a lot of the issues that were coming up and then being able to address those and leave toxic work environments, right? And prioritize yourself. So when you're in an environment, whether it's a job and you, you're like me, someone like me, who's very open publicly about, living with bipolar disorder and you're sharing that either with your team or coworkers and you're feeling bad about it and being made to feel bad about it. The way that I see things is, is really putting yourself first and not feeling like you have to stay in an environment like that. And that's the way that I used to live after I got my diagnosis, working in different jobs where that was the case. And I would have stayed there forever unless I had been fired or quit different jobs. So really being proud of myself and saying, I never would have thought my 19 year old self looking at me now, almost 28 years old, I never would have thought that I would have been able to one, find my partner and husband and someone who's so supportive of my life and knows my entire story was so supportive when I decided to publish my book and help me go through all of the number of drafts with the editor and team for that. And then also be able to sit here and say that I've been able to have a very successful six-figure career. That is something I never thought that would be possible at all, period. So I've been able to do two things that I never thought that I would have because of bipolar disorder is find a husband and maintain and have a career that I love and really enjoy. And then also be an author and share my experiences and connect with so many people that I would have never been able to if I had not published my story. So that is number three is celebrating yourself and not being afraid to say it, right? Because I've had so many thoughts of, oh, I don't want to celebrate myself. I don't want to say, you know, that I'm proud of having a job, a six-figure job, because then that might sound like I'm bragging or something. And really when you're in a situation like that, you're just around the wrong people who weren't ever cheering for you or supporting you in the first place. If you're going to be made to feel that way, if you're like me, someone who never would celebrate themselves because of that reason and saying, I don't want to say what I'm proud of because it might seem a certain way. So no, definitely take the time to applaud the 
obstacles you've overcome, the things that you've been able to succeed at, because you deserve it more than you know, and more than you give yourself enough credit for. And the fourth one is finding peace in not always getting closure and trying to convince people to understand how they've hurt you. So what I mean by this is I've had a lot of relationships and I'm talking about friendships in the past or either recent and that I would have never thought would be ones that I would have to cut off and out of my life and really being able to sit here and say, I'm not my old self where I always constantly felt like I have to communicate to these people how they're crossing my boundaries or I always would put up with friendships in the past that were toxic that when I try to set a boundary and say oh I don't want to go out all the time and party and drink and sleep with everybody and do all these things where I'm putting myself in danger I would have friends who would say that you're boring or that you're lame or that you're not fun because you don't want to do these things and then also other friends in the past where Again, you're trying to set boundaries. You're trying to take better care of yourself. And they're, again, criticizing you for that. So now understanding that you don't need to do that. You don't need to try to either convince these people of this is the way that you are hurting me and it's not getting across and always need to keep trying and trying and trying. Having peace in the fact that you can let go of these kind of relationships is the biggest one that I've been able to give up on and not have these hesitations of, going back. And obviously you're going to have the feelings and let yourself go through those emotions of grieving these kind of relationships. But for me, being able to put up a, a boundary in that area was huge because I never did that in the past. I would have friends, friends in my life and maintain friendships for years with people who were not encouraging, who were not supportive. And that's something that I, would like to tell you guys to take a look at in your life. If you feel like you have relationships or friendships like that, it's definitely okay to reevaluate that and really put yourself first. And you don't always have to give every single person an explanation as well. So the last thing that I want to get into is my expectation of others. So giving up on really not having these expectations of others anymore of if they don't do this thing, then this is the outcome of this relationship and not allowing myself to express how I'm feeling in these relationships because I always felt like I had to meet every single expectation that I thought people had for me when I didn't even get clear on that. So that's the top five things that I wanted to cover of the things that I'm giving up on and the things that I'm working on giving up on in my life. And that have really helped me be able to live a fulfilling life with bipolar disorder. So the first one, alcohol, really identifying how it doesn't make me feel good and putting a boundary, putting a limit on that. Number two, saying yes to everything and being able to say no, being able to take breaks. Number three, not celebrating myself. So being able to celebrate and say out loud that I'm proud of myself for these different accomplishments without feeling bad for doing it. And then the fourth point is finding peace in not always getting closure and trying to convince people to understand how they have hurt you. And then the fifth point is my expectations of others as well. So those are the things that I'm giving up on and working to give up on and have really allowed me to have a better quality of life when it comes to how I talk to myself, how I 
perceive the world around me, my quality of my relationships in my life, and the fact that they're all supportive, positive people. And it wasn't that way in the past and also my environment. So being able to be proud of the environment that I've worked to put myself in that I did not have in the past. So I did not have this support system in the past. I did not have any of these things when it comes down to prioritizing my self-care, um, insight into the way that alcohol has negatively been impacting my life and being able to gain more awareness of this has really helped me live such a better quality of life and really take care of myself and prioritize my mental health. So that way, when I do have moments and the days that continue to come up where I do still struggle, I'm able to have more insight into it, more awareness and a better plan of how to approach it instead of just constantly operating out of reactive mode and not knowing what to do. So my message in this episode for you guys is to celebrate yourself for either the things that you've been able to give up on or the things that you're working on giving up. Why are you working on giving up these things and how has the process of doing this positively impacted your life? So I hope that you guys took value from this episode and can relate to some of the messages I share here. And I always love to hear from you guys. So if you haven't already, the number one place that you can find and connect with me is on Instagram at livewellbipolar. And there you can find my podcast, my book, and you can connect with me on that social media as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I hope that you have a good rest of the day or nighttime, depending on when you are listening to this. All right. Bye guys.